The following is a special presentation of high school sports. It's the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumbach Chevrolet. I'm Caleb Hatch. I am unfortunately not Justin Kenny. So if you're waiting on Justin tonight on the ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM airwaves, well, you're going to be disappointed, but just for a little bit because he will join us here in just a minute as uh, we break down what happened last week in high school football and what's coming up Friday night. Some big matchups in the area that I know he'll be at one of those big matchups coming up this Friday. And on the Newsmaker line right now, it is the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Kinney. Hi, Justin. Hello, Caleb. I can already tell you that the show is 1,000 times better from the barely a minute you're on air so <laughs> great job i i received that thank you for the compliment now justin um there's some big games coming up this friday night uh in the area with high school football and uh first up uh, where are you going to be at this friday night uh ops will take the big rv over to homestead high school battle of undefeateds homestead and snyder uh fresh off homestead taking care of business at shields field against Bishop DeWanger last Friday. So one of the two marquee matchups coming up on Friday night in the SAC. And I know you will be broadcasting the other one. That is correct. Carroll taking on Dwinger, who is number six in class 5A uh, at Shields Field. That game is streaming on ESPNFortWayne.com. Homestead and Snyder, of course, on the flagship ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM, where you can find both those game broadcasts for us this Friday night. Looking at the matchup that you're going to be at on Friday, Snyder uh, rankings coming out this afternoon. Snyder now at number five in 6A, Homestead number eight in Class 6A as they're both 4-0 and o going into this matchup Friday night. Is this a de facto SAC conference title game, if you will, or is there still a lot more to be said before we can get to that discussion? Well, I think there'll be a little more in terms of marquee matchups. We'll have Carol Homestead. We have Carol DeWanger to come up as well. I, I, I think... I think there's a team that still could go undefeated, whether it be Snyder or Homestead, not sure. Uh, but obviously this is an elimination game in terms of that. But we could very well see uh, a team with one loss win this conference as well. But it's going to be a huge matchup. I think watching uh, last Friday at Bishop DeWanger, uh, Homestead's offensive line really able to dominate in the trenches. How can, can Homestead repeat that? Braden Hardwick went for 215 yards against the Saints last Friday night. Can he have a repeat? I think that's huge. And then conversely, that Homestead defense that has been so good all year long, uh, except for a late touchdown on uh, Friday night, they would have held another team in single digits in points. And uh, they have playmakers at all three levels. Cam Rogers at linebacker is playing as good of a football as anybody in the area in terms of a, a defensive player. So a lot on the line, obviously, on Friday night. And Homestead, I feel, is playing as good a football as anyone around. But can they knock off Bishop DeWanger and Snyder in back-to-back weeks? That's a Herculean test. Yeah, you mentioned the schedule that they have set up for him in back-to-back weeks. And looking at Snyder and Homestead, very similar when you just look at, at the kind of the conference standings. Snyder, 154 points scored, allowing just 34 on the season. Homestead with 146, allowing just 27. So they're both very stout defensive teams, uh, allowing just under 10 points a game. And while it's obvious to focus on the offensive side, you mentioned Homestead's defense. What can we expect from Snyder's defense? as well on Friday? Well, I feel it's a defense that uh, really hasn't been challenged except for in the Carroll game. I think the Chargers were able to to make enough plays to win that game. Obviously, the uh, the late uh, PAT block was key there. Um, I, I don't think it's an overpowering Snyder defense like we've seen in the last couple years. Not to say it's not good. I just think you look at a Snyder Panthers team and say, you know, this is not an overpowering team on either side of the ball. Sure, it has playmakers here and there. Up front on the defensive line, you have Giannini Belazare as good of a, line, of a defensive lineman anywhere. But I feel that Snyder isn't that lockdown team, that 
man, they take the field and you're already down 20 because of the intimidation factor and the talent gap that they have on so many other teams. They have a humongous senior class, but it, it, it lacks in terms of proven experience, proven dominance. Not to say that Snyder's not going to win this game on Friday night. I think it's a toss-up game. But it, I, in my opinion, for Homestead, it's a winnable football game. And I think it's going to come down to if they can get Braden Hardwick going against that Snyder defense and if they can slow down John Barnes and uh, Alonzo Derrick and these guys. Lenny Bennett at running back is, is a huge guy for Snyder. Is if Homestead can continue to limit that running game, much like they did last Friday in shutting down the Saints running game. Justin Kinney of OPS, also OutsideTheHuddle.net. And uh, speaking of Outside the Huddle, I have to know, how did Blitz do last week? Uh, he did pretty well. I mean, he, he, he bounced back from a struggle in week three, lost six games. But um, uh, he, he was competent again. Last week he missed Eastside and Chiribusco, which I don't think anybody saw coming uh, that blowout. But uh, he did pretty well overall. He also picked Lures to beat Concordia, which was a humongous swing and a miss. So uh, the beautiful thing about Blitz is he'll never admit he's wrong. He'll always say that uh, he was just trying to fire up a team. So it must have worked with Concordia last Friday. I mean, I don't like to admit I'm wrong either in Blitz's defense. Oh, yeah. You know, every man doesn't want to, right? That's right. That's right. So uh, speaking of OutsideTheHuddle.net, what can people look forward to this week as we preview the games coming up Friday night? Well, as you mentioned, we'll have Blitz's picks coming up on Thursday. We'll have our Game of the Week coming up uh, feature on Friday, where, where, of course, we'll be featuring the uh, the Homestead and Snyder matchup. And and also an interesting story coming up uh, later in the week as well on on Corey Jackway, who uh, obviously was a record-setting running back for New Haven back in the day. He was a beast for for St. Francis. And he's now a guidance counselor at East Noble High School. So uh, we're going to talk to, Co- to uh, uh, Corey Jackway about um, his football career and how he's become one of the more beloved uh, teachers in East Noble High School's building. So um, we, we've seen some guys go on to coach, other guys, you know, go on to, to play deep in, in their careers and obviously go pro. Corey Jackway, one of the more electrifying players we've seen in the last 20 years in this area, and we'll catch up with uh, Mr. Jackway to see how things are going. We we talked a lot about the matchup between Snyder and Homestead. What's another game or two for fans to keep an eye on this Friday night? Well, we mentioned Carroll and, uh, and Bishop DeWanger. I think that's an elimination game in terms of if you have two losses in the SAC, you're out of the conference race, in my opinion. And uh, Columbia City to Cal, I think, will be a big game to watch in the NE8. Uh, you know, DeKalb going down hard last week against East Noble. Columbia City is at 4-0, and but they're loaded in the back half of that schedule. They have DeKalb, East Noble, and Leo all coming up in the next four weeks. So we'll see just how good Columbia City is. And then we have Leo going to East Noble, uh, undefeated Leo team, undefeated East Noble team. So we'll see if uh, Coach Jared Souders, Leo Lions, have what it takes to hang with East Noble. DeKalb didn't. And I, I really, truly believe that East Noble, as competitive as the NEA is this year, East Noble is just a cut above everybody else in that league. If East Noble is playing to where they're capable of playing, I'm not sure anybody in the Northeast State can stay within two touchdowns of them. But we'll see if Leo can do that on Friday. Justin Kinney of OPSOutsideTheHuddle.net. And you mentioned one of our next guests coming up on the program, Brett Fox, head coach of Columbia City, said to join us here shortly. Before I let you go, Justin, um, I noticed a, a couple of uh, bizarre food combinations now uh, offered on social media in the past couple of days. I have to get your opinion. Oh. Uh, okay. This came out today. Cheez-Its and Pizza Hut combining forces. Uh, they have created the stuffed Cheez-Its pizza. It uh, is four giant crackers filled with cheese or cheese and pepperoni. Uh, you can get marinara dipping sauce as well with that, uh, similar to a mozzarella stick or hot pocket with a Cheez-Its exterior. Also, KFC in select markets has the uh, donut chicken sandwich. So you get your, your chicken in the middle and then, you know, two glazed, regular, original glazed donuts. You can also add a donut to your meal for a dollar at KFC. That's unfortunately not in our area because I'd try it. I just want to know, would you try one of them, both of them? What, what's your preference here? 
I'm I'm going to go with the cheese at pizza. I'm intrigued by that. I've never been a guy that likes chicken with my breakfast. I know people are like chicken and waffle mm-hmm. type people. Uh, that's never been how I roll. Now, I love chicken, uh, just not for breakfast. So um, I can eat the cheese at pizza, I think, and, and that's a breakfast food. I think that qualifies as a breakfast food. So I would try the former. I will let you try the latter, and then we'll report back to people once we've tried it. All right, sounds good. Justin Kinney, OPSOutsideTheHuddle.net, your usual host of the High School Coaches Show, presented by Chromeback Chevrolet. Justin, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of the show. All right, Justin Kinney joining us coming up. When we come back, we'll speak with Brett Fox of Columbia City. That's next on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Crumback Chevrolet on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. On the field, your team wants to finish every drive with a score. With a new Chevy from Prumbach Chevrolet, you'll prefer to keep driving. Maybe in the new and redesigned Silverado, the most dependable full-size pickup and best-in-class fuel economy. Or the Equinox, with modern design and technology, all packaged into a safe and versatile crossover. Looking for more family space? Then the mid-size Traverse will get you where you're going in style and comfort. And you can't lose with the Malibu or the all-new Blazer. Score today and find new roads this season with a visit to Crumbach Chevrolet in New Haven. New message. Do not contact us. Your account will be deactivated. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information. In those cases, hang up and call the fraud hotline at 1-800-269-0271. Ask yourself what you will miss more. Mother smoked. She died from lung cancer when I was 16. I could not take the chance of continuing smoking and not being here for my daughter. I know how much I needed my mom still, and I didn't realize it until I had lost her. You're not just quitting for yourself. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Hey, it's Stiller. And Scott Pieri. And we are Birdies and Bogies. Check us out this Saturday at 8 to 9 a.m. Brought to you by Apex Golf Lab and Optimum Performance Sports. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Birdies and Bogies. Fairways and Greens, everybody. Marie, is that you? Oh, hi, Barb. How you doing? Better now. Did you know we had a little health scare with Jeff? Oh, no. What happened? Well, he had been short of breath and was really tired a lot of the time. He just thought he was getting old and was out of shape, but it turns out it was heart valve disease. How did you figure it out? He finally went to the doctor and she was able to listen to his heart and detected the problem. I didn't realize it, but heart valve disease is more common than you'd think. They were able to replace the valve and he's feeling so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. More than 5 million Americans are diagnosed with heart valve disease every year, but most people know nothing about the condition and it can be deadly if untreated. That's why it's important to listen to your heart and ask your doctor if your symptoms may be due to heart valve disease or if you're at high risk. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatments for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. You're listening to The High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenney on ESPN Radio, 138 and 100.9 FM. And welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. Caleb Hatch with you, filling in for Justin Kinney on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Chromeback Chevrolet on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. And as we move along in move along in tonight's show lineup, we are joined now by the head coach of the Columbia City Eagles. It is Brett Fox. Brett, thanks for joining us. 
Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, sorry, you got to do Kenny's job for him. Yeah, well, you know, someone has to sacrifice for the team, and I think I'm just that sacrificial lamb tonight. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I'm surprised he didn't make you call and figure out who was going to be on the show, too. Oh, he, he, he did me a solid and actually sent me the guest so I could at least pretend to prepare for this this chair, this role, this experience. But thankfully, uh, he, he helped me along, which is, you know, I appreciate All that. Right. Good. Now, Coach, uh, coming up this Friday night, you guys play DeKalb at, uh, at home at 7 o'clock. And this season, looking at, at the way your seasons have gone the past two years, you're 4-0 right now. But you started 4-1 the past two seasons, and you beat DeKalb one of those years in 2017. But unfortunately, you finished 5-5 five and five the past two years. Do you feel like there's something different with this team, and you're going to break that trend? Um, yeah, you know, I think that there is. I think there's optimism around that. And this, uh, there's also that uh, the uh, desire to want to accomplish something different, accomplish something new, um, something that uh, some other teams haven't done or uh, weren't able to uh, get over that hump, and, and they're aware of that, and they want to kind of stop that and, and get to that place. Um, and so I think it's it's that time um, for that to happen with our guys. Now you're coming off a 38-21 win at Huntington North last Friday night. You guys, outside of the first game of the year at Hammond Gavitt, have, have largely played games where you've won double digits and by a, a wide margin. Um, probably may not be the case Friday night, uh, probably a much tighter game. Uh, you guys lost last year at DeKalb just by a touchdown, 28-21. Um, when you've had a string of easy, so to speak, games over the past few weeks, and you know that you have a tougher opponent coming up on the schedule, um, anything you do different to prepare your team for that? Um, I think you know, just for the most part, we're we're working on us, you know, and we're 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 working on the things that we know, and 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 those first four weeks, that's what you know, it's kind of uh, used for. It's kind of uh, almost like a, a time for us to to battle, and and we had some adversity uh, last Friday against. Uh, Huntington North, um, and you know, much better team than than what it necessarily s- seems like uh, on paper for them. And and you know, they've you know, Huntington North faced uh, some great teams. I mean, they faced Warsaw, they faced in, in East Noble, and so I don't think that they're necessarily indicative of you know their record isn't indicative of how good of a team they actually are. I mean, you know, they 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 were taking it to East Noble in the film and and being able to see that stuff, and and so. Um, you, know, you kind of got to respect um, everybody and where we're at in the league, and I think the league's getting better and better, um, and, and it prepares us well, um, especially for the postseason. Um, and so if we get those early games, it's about uh, focusing on ourselves and, and working on those fundamentals. Coach Brett Fox of Columbia City, the Eagles, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Crumback Chevrolet. And looking at the top of the Northeast 8 standings, uh, you're 2 0. East Noble, who's ranked in the AP poll in the top 10 in the state, they're also 2 0. I think you, last I saw today, you guys were receiving votes in the latest poll. Um, you're, you're getting some traction, but again, uh, as we mentioned earlier, it kind of comes down to this key stretch for you. These next couple of games, you have DeKalb at home, you're at New Haven, and then the big one, East Noble at home on October 4th, and you just kind of have the gauntlet coming up to finish the season, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we got DeKalb this week. I mean, that's, uh, you know, not to sound like Bill Belichick, I mean, but we can't get looking ahead because DeKalb's a great team. Um, Pete Kemp does a great job of preparing them um, and always fights us hard. Um, it's always a close game between us and DeKalb, and, um, you know, it's something that is just, you know, that we have to be focused on and we have to be ready um, for this week. And we can't be looking ahead to those things because it means nothing. Like, if we're not able to come out and fight and play a good game this Friday, you know, those later games, you know, it, it takes away some of that momentum. And, and, and we don't want to overlook that or look past that. Um, and um, if we're not focused on anybody um, each and every week within the NE8, then we're going to be in trouble. Brett Fox, Columbia City Eagles football coach, joining us here on the High School Football Coach Show here today. So, Coach, kind of walk us through this early part of the season. I know you got bold at quarterback. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. 
I know you got Bo at quarterback. Um, we just want to get introduced to the team a little bit here. So, obviously, you start off, as you mentioned, the hard game against Gabbitt, the first game of the year, Central Noble, Belmont, and the tough game last week against Huntington North. Kind of introduce us to the team. And other than Bo at quarterback, who are some guys that have, you know, played really well for you guys and part of the reason why you're 4-0 to start the year? Yeah, um, you know, so defensively, we've been playing excellent. I think you get overshadowed by what Norwell's doing, and rightfully so. I mean, Norwell's playing really well. Um, but when you look at it, um, you know, defensively, um, we've kind of given up uh, two scores on the year. Um, and so, uh, our, you know, three scores. I mean, one of them was on our defense at Central Noble, but, but with, you know, time at the end of the game where they're scoring on us, uh, we throw a pick six against Gavin, and we throw a pick six against, Huntington North. So, um, really, our first team defense gave up, you know, the touchdown against Ham and Gavitt, and they've given up a touchdown against Huntington North. And so, um, some of those guys, you know, Carter Smith, for us, is a first team all conference guy last year at, at corner, um, and just plays excellent. Allows us to do so much more with our defense. Uh, Landon Markins plays um, so well for us um, on the defensive line. Um, is you know second in the conference with tackles for loss. Um, and, you know, just some, some great guys in there. Tanner Martz is a, a three-year starter for us. Actually, last week just moved into our top ten list for for um, for tackles all time. And so it's, uh, you know, a, a defense that's, that's loaded, and they don't always get that credit because you see a sophomore that's back there slinging it. Um, but at the same time, um, our wide receiver core makes it so easy for, for Greg to sit back there and do that. You know, when you have – Kieran Gillis, uh, a senior, and you got Michael Sievers as a senior um, at wide receiver, and TJ and Max Bedwell at, at wide receivers for us. It it makes the job a little bit more easier for Greg to to be able to play and and help us produce. Columbia City head coach Brett Fox joining us, and you mentioned your sophomore quarterback Greg Bolt. How has he developed week to week as he's uh, just learning to grow throughout the season and? you're looking for incremental improvement each game from this young player uh yeah he, you know he's able to take more on his plate um you know last week Huntington North did a a really good job of just loading the box on us and uh you know we had to throw the ball 41 times last week and so to be able to do that with a sophomore kid and 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 have him throw that way is, is good um you know it, he's he's frustrating at the same time and I tell people this like the frustrating piece of it, and you're going to say, man, why are you frustrated with a sophomore quarterback is, like, you want to coach him, right? You want to coach him. But before he even hits the sideline, he's saying, I messed up. This is how I messed up on this play. This is how I messed up on this play. I need to do this better. And you're like, yeah, but let me tell you that. You know what I mean? Kind of like, hey, let me be the one telling you what you're doing wrong. But that's just a selfish little piece of coaching. But he he corrects himself, and um, and it's just a great kid to coach. And, 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 you know, we need him to be a little more vocal. Um, and he's getting there, but he's a sophomore. You mentioned it's it's almost like he's putting the cart before the the horse there with uh, trying to correct <laughs> his mistakes instead of letting you do your job. With that, uh, is he a guy who you, you've handed him the reins to the playbook, or you're just growing week to week as he can handle more and more? Um, you know, for the most part, because of how much uh, he got to play last year and, and the things that he was able to do last year, I mean, he he's – you know, we've we've given him the reins to, to the playbook and allowing him to do things, um, which is nice. And 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 you know, the other thing that we realize and what we've told him is, hey, like when you have some of this freedom, is you know, we have to trust you with this freedom. And so to trust you with this freedom means that I, I can't jump down your throat every single time you do something I don't think that you should be doing. Um, and it's difficult as a coach to do that and to have that balance and to trust the player because, you know, you're really sitting there going, okay, like my job is like being entrusted to a 15-year-old. Like, I mean, how many people are actually going to do that? Um, and so it's it's difficult to, 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 to do that, but it's been a blessing at the same time to be able to do that. Columbia City head coach Brett Fox joining us. Coach, thanks so much for your time tonight, and good luck Friday night as you guys host a cow. Hey, no problem. And and was was Mosier on earlier? Uh, n- no, he was not. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad he's not on here. No, I'm just kidding. He texted me and said good luck, and I'm like, you don't even know. <laughs> no, but, uh, we appreciate it, and thank you guys so much for having us on and, and continuing to highlight our guys. We really appreciate that, and uh, uh, I just love you know working with 14 through 18 year olds and allowing them to to learn how to 
deal with the spotlight and, and go through that. So thank you guys so much for giving us this opportunity. All right. Well, thank you, Brett. And uh, anytime, we'll, we, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show sometime later this season. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's uh, Columbia City Eagles head coach Brett Fox joining us still to come on the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumbach Chevrolet. We transition to Concordia and Coach Tim Manigel. That's coming up next here on the High School Coaches Show on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. On the field, your team wants to finish every drive with a score. With a new Chevy from Crumback Chevrolet, you'll prefer to keep driving. Maybe in the new and redesigned Silverado, the most dependable full-size pickup and best-in-class fuel economy. Or the Equinox, with modern design and technology, all packaged into a safe and versatile crossover. Looking for more family space? Then the mid-size Traverse will get you where you're going in style and comfort. And you can't lose with the Malibu or the all-new Blazer. Score today and find new roads this season with a visit to Crumback Chevrolet. Chevrolet in New Haven. At Children's Cancer Research Fund, we believe a world without childhood cancer is possible, but it takes all of us. And whether it's developing a groundbreaking treatment or helping a girl realize her dream, everyone has a role in a child's cancer journey. Just ask researcher Brandon Moriarty about his latest breakthrough, a genetic biomarker treatment. Children's Cancer Research Fund is a great organization. They provide funding to really dig deep into the research and make more progress. We were able to start a clinical trial that's led by Emily Greengard. The hope is that these types of therapies are going to be more effective um, and a lot better tolerated, a lot more safe for the patients. People ask me how I keep a smile on my face. It's easy when you have so many great people that take care of you and support you. To find out how you can be a part of a public service message from Children's Cancer Research Fund. Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Whether you come home to a crowded city street or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify communities. Learn more at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Marie, is that you? Oh, hi, Barb. How you doing? Better now. Did you know we had a little health scare with Jeff? Oh, no. What happened? Well, he had been short of breath and was really tired a lot of the time. He just thought he was getting old and was out of shape. But it turns out it was heart valve disease. How did you figure it out? He finally went to the doctor, and she was able to listen to his heart and detected the problem. I didn't realize it, but heart valve disease is more common than you'd think. They were able to replace the valve, and he's feeling so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. More than 5 million Americans are diagnosed with heart valve disease every year, but most people know nothing about the condition, and it can be deadly if untreated. That's why it's important to listen to your heart and ask your doctor if your symptoms may be due to heart valve disease or if you're at high risk. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatments for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. If you think making false threats is a joke, think again. Any communication threatening students, teachers, and staff at schools or public places is a federal crime that could lock people behind prison doors for up to five years. I'm FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch, making you aware that hoax threats have real consequences. We don't want to see a young person begin their adult lives with a felony record. Making false threats is not a joke. Think before you post. Visit FBI.gov. Now back to the High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on ESPN Radio, 138 at 100.9 FM. And welcome back to the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. No Justin Kenny tonight. Caleb Hatch filling in for Justin here from the ESPN 1380 studios. And joining us next here on the High School Coaches Show on the hotline, it is Coach Tim Manigal of Fort Wayne Concordia. Coach, thanks for joining us tonight. You bet. Thanks for having me. Now, Coach, you guys are two and two on the season. You went five and six last year. Um, coming up Friday night, you're at Northrop, a team you beat forty-two to thirty last season. Is this kind of a game you feel like could set the tone for the rest of your your squad for the rest of the season Friday night? 
Well, I think they all kind of set a tone. Uh, we don't necessarily look to one game here as um, any sort of barometer for our season. Uh, we're very insistent, in fact, on, on uh, the old coaching cliche, taking them one week at a time. That's kind of how we approach things. Um, and each week sort of just builds on the last. And so we felt we played uh, pretty well against Bishop Lures, um, certainly offensively. We felt we had a nice game. I think defensively it wasn't bad. There are things we can clean up there, and we're working to do that. But it was certainly um, an effort to build on. And uh, that effort, of course, built off of our effort against Snyder, which um, although it was a defeat, we felt like we were a little better than we were the week before. So I think we're trending in the right direction. Um, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that um, one game in week five is a barometer for the season. Um, we're just you know, looking to get better, and we hope to do so on Friday night. You mentioned that win at Fort Wayne Bishop Lures uh, on Friday night, 49-21 to 21 over the Lures in that contest. Um, most points your team has scored all season. What kind of led to that offensive explosion last Friday? Well, we got off to a good start. We had a, a pick six from Cam Johnson, our corner, on Bishop Lures' first drive. Uh, that's always a nice thing to see. Uh, we had stressed trying to get turnovers from our defense, and we got one in a big way there with a pick six. So you start out 7 nothing, and um, a little bit slow on offense initially, but then we were able to begin really kind of just taking advantage of what Lures was giving us. I thought our quarterback, uh, Brandon Davis, did a nice job of, of really running the offense, probably the best job he's done all year in terms of getting us into the right play, uh, seeing what Lures was giving us and taking advantage of it and then making plays when the situation called for it. I thought Amir Drew ran hard, and I thought our offensive line um, played probably their best game of the season. So in a lot of ways, it was our most complete game offensively. And we always said as our goal, we want to try to score touchdowns on every drive. I mean, that's not a novel concept, but um, that's what you, that's the most you can do on a drive. And so we, we really try to settle for nothing less than that. And that mindset proved to be one that worked for us on Friday night. Uh, Coach Tim Manigal of Concordia joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And you mentioned uh, quarterback Brandon Davis, running back Amir Drew. Um, Tell us about them and their season so far and and other key guys on the offense that have really provided a spark this season. Sure. Uh, Brandon's running the offense for the first time. He had started some in years past. In fact, when he was a freshman, uh, he jumped in uh, week nine when our starter went out with a thumb injury played for us, started for us week nine as freshman year and then through the sectional tournament um, until we got beat by Bishop Lures in the sectional final that year. And then last year, he had to play a game and a half for uh, various reasons as well. So he didn't come into the season totally with that experience, but really it was the first time uh, he had to run the offense, and that is a different kind of animal, uh, checking at the line. We had really pared it down in years past for him. We did not do that this offseason. And I think initially it was more for him, and he wasn't perhaps quite as prepared as he thought he was. But he's really taken some strides here lately. And we expect big things from him as the season continues on here as we're at the halfway part, uh, point in uh, moving forward. Amir has had uh, a lot of experience for us. He's a solid runner. He will run hard and has done so. And uh, we, of course, expect he's, he's started for us in the past, and so we expect good things, big things from him, too, going forward. Our offensive line, a lot of new kids there. They're starting to gel. Hopefully at this point we like what we see uh, in games, but particularly in practice. And then at the wide receiver position, our receiving core is pretty solid um, across the board. Jaron Kindig, Jaden Parnon, Tyler Grossman, Jalen Vanderbosch, they all do a nice job for us. They're able to get open. They're able to make the catches when called upon. We like what we have there. So offensively we have some pieces, just kind of got to put it all together. Coach Tim Manigal of Concordia joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Uh, you talked about the offense with just the nature of being a high school coach. Your, your roster is changing every single year. Players move. Players graduate. Um, as a coach in that position, is there ever a point in the season where you think you're you know, you're kind of locked in uh, with your roster and who you have personnel-wise, or is that something that really doesn't feel like it clicks until the very end of the season? Well, I think it depends on the season. Uh, There have been years where 
we've made quite a few adjustments as the year goes on in terms of personnel. So you enter a season thinking this kid's going to be a player for you here at this position. And you play two, three, or four games, and it's just not working out at several of those positions. And then other years, you lock it in pretty quickly in August. Uh, it depends on your depth at that position, how deep you can go. Uh, it's, you're right. High school football is, is, is a unique animal in that respect. Uh, this year, we've been pretty static. Uh, it hasn't been too bad in terms of uh, changing guys around. We've been able to limit the number of two-way players we have so far. That's always a good thing in this conference. Teams will run a lot of depth at you. Uh, so it's been good so far, but and we stress this to the kids, too. We're always competing for spots, and so we want those kids who might not be getting a lot of playing time to not necessarily view every spot as locked in. We want them to compete. We want them to try to earn that starting spot or take that starting spot away from another kid. I'm sure that's not unique to any program, but we certainly want to foster that sort of environment here. You mentioned uh, depth as far as uh, not having as many two-way players. Uh, Being a Class 3A school in a conference where you're playing anyone from anywhere from you know, 2A to 4A to 5A, 6A, all across the board in the SAC and just the level of competition there. How important is it for you as a coach to essentially just have fresh guys at every position on offense and defense each week in this conference? Well, it's really important because those are the, te- the teams you're playing are more or less all playing that way. So if you don't play that way, you're at a disadvantage right from the start we have not always been able to do that here ultimately you're always trying to get the best kids on the field and if that means the kid's got to play two ways well then he's got to play two ways we try to limit it as best we can and again this year we've been able to do that uh, pretty well i'd say that the big thing for us and probably holds true for a team like bishop lures and maybe some of the 4a schools as well is trying to get through injury free so we're a school that um depth is just probably always going to be an issue the games we play are awfully physical, and any sort of injuries, I mean, they obviously hurt every team, no pun intended, but any injuries are just going just gonna to really hurt us a lot. And so we, we, if we can get through injury-free, then the competition level helps us when we enter sectional play. If we suffer a lot of injuries, which is always, it, it always feels like it's just maybe right around the corner, uh, and that's a problem. So I, I'd say the injury issue is really the number one thing. Concordia football coach Tim Manigal joining us here on the High School Football Coaches Show. So, Coach, trying to kind of catch up here and looking ahead to Northrop that you have this upcoming Friday. So you have two losses, as he mentioned, two and two on the year, and they're the two teams that are, have yet to lose a game. So how do you use that and to use that to prepare for Northrop this week? Well, I mean, those two teams, Homestead and Snyder, are awfully good, and um, they're going to beat most of the teams they play all season, I'm guessing. So you look at that realistically, and we try to present that to the kids, you know. Um, so so we didn't have success there. It is what it is. How are we improving as a team? And we, I think from the Homestead game to the Snyder game, we did see some improvement. Um, as we move forward then through the schedule, you're still every every game in the SAC is is probably loaded with players, or every team you play in this conference is probably loaded with players that, first of all, are going to be faster than us on the field. And Northrop is certainly one of those teams. So the concept of getting to the ball on defense, and more than one hat to the football, all of these things play into that. And, and, and you just have to have that mindset on the field that we're going to get there, we're going to play, we're going to... We're going to do the best we can to get more than one guy to the ball because if we don't, then Northrop, regardless of record, regardless of anything else, is going to have kids that can hurt you. So having played teams like Homestead and Snyder where that is the case, it does provide you a little bit of experience. And you say, okay, well, we've played that before. Now let's see what Northrop has to offer. Um, we play the same schedule virtually every year, so these teams aren't necessarily a shock to you. But, um, again, as I said earlier in the interview, I don't think we necessarily look at the Northrop game any differently than Snyder or Homestead or Southside or Bishop Lourdes, the teams we played before us. Coach Tim Manigal of Concordia joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. What are going to be some of the keys to victory for your team on Friday night? Uh, for us, it's always taking care of the football. If we can limit turnovers, um, we are in a much better place. We actually did as a staff kind of a, a deep dive into statistics in the off season, and we were just talking about this, in fact, after practice. And some of the statistics that, that people 
obsess about, like field position, doesn't seem to be as important. Uh, but turnovers for us, huge. Uh, if we commit more turnovers than the other team, we're in a lot of trouble, regardless of the team we're playing. So if we take care of the ball, we're in good shape. Last year, turnovers bit us a thousand times. This year, we've been able to take care of the ball a lot better. So that turnover deal, that's, that's a big thing for us. If we can play a clean game, uh, we think we like our chances at the end of the night. Concordia head coach Tim Manigal joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Tim, thanks uh, for coming on, and good luck as you play Northrop on Friday night on the road. You bet. Thanks very much for having me. All right, coming up next on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Crumback Chevrolet here on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. We will continue on with our interview of coaches. Up next, it'll be Monty Mayhorter of West Noble. That's still to come right here on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. On the field, your team wants to finish every drive with a score. With a new Chevy from Crumback Chevrolet, you'll prefer to keep driving. Maybe in the new and redesigned Silverado, the most dependable full-size pickup and best-in-class fuel economy. Or the Equinox, with modern design and technology, all packaged into a safe and versatile crossover. Looking for more family space? Then the mid-size Traverse will get you where you're going in style and comfort. And you can't lose with the Malibu or the all-new Blazer. Score today and find new roads this season with a visit to Crumback Chevrolet in New Haven. Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. A healthy birth is the dream of every parent. But for hundreds of thousands of families with a baby born too soon, the reality is their baby's first home is the newborn intensive care unit. It's the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. This is a crisis that knows no boundaries. 15, nearly 1 million will die before their first birthday. Do something today. Help the March of Dimes provide education and support to families and fund life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. Give them tomorrow at marchofdimes.org slash tomorrow. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. New message. Your social security number has been suspended. Do not contact us. Your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. Marie, is that you? Oh, hi, Barb. How you doing? Better now. Did you know we had a little health scare with Jeff? Oh, no. What happened? Well, he had been short of breath and was really tired a lot of the time. He just thought he was getting old and was out of shape. But it turns out it was heart valve disease. How did you figure it out? He finally went to the doctor, and she was able to listen to his heart and detected the problem. I didn't realize it, but heart valve disease is more common than you'd think. They were able to replace the valve, and he's feeling so much better now. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. More than 5 million Americans are diagnosed with heart valve disease every year, but most people know nothing about the condition, and it can be deadly if untreated. That's why it's important to listen to your heart and ask your doctor if your symptoms may be due to heart valve disease or if you're at high risk. A message brought to you by Heart Valve Voice U.S. For more information about the symptoms and treatments for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. In the aftermath of tragic attacks such as the one at Santa Fe High School in Texas, there is often an increase in hoax threats to schools and other public places. Whether false threats are made on social media, verbally or otherwise, criminals could be locked behind prison doors for up to five years. 
FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch. The Bureau and its law enforcement partners take each threat seriously. We investigate and fully analyze each threat to determine its credibility. In addition to time behind bars and a fine, other consequences of this crime include emotional distress to students, school personnel, and parents. False threats also drain taxpayer money and divert valuable law enforcement resources away from other critical responsibilities. Making false threats is not a joke. Think before you post. Report threats and suspicious behavior to law enforcement and in emergencies, dial 911. With FBI This Week, I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spell. No, that, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to The High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on ESPN Radio, 1380 and 100.9 FM. And welcome back to the High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet. Caleb Hatch filling in for Justin Kinney tonight here on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. And uh, our last little segment of the evening, and we wrap that up with Monty Mayhorter, the head coach at West Noble. And the West Noble Chargers joining us now on the hotline. Hi, Coach. How you doing? Doing well. And uh, first off, you guys have gotten off to a, another strong uh, season so far. 4-0 and on the year. You went 8-3 and last year, and you're going to play at Fairfield this Friday night. Um, obviously, apples to oranges comparison. Look what you did at Fairfield last year versus uh, this year. Different Fairfield team. Uh, a team you yeah. beat 51-6 to last year. They went winless last season. Much different opponent, though, coming for you on Friday night. Yep, they've got three wins. They've got a lot of confidence. They're ready to play, so it should be fun. Now, Fairfield 3-1, and one, as you mentioned, their only loss to a 5A program, Goshen, and that was their opening game of the season. Uh, let's talk more about your team, quarterback Brandon Pruitt, of course the headline guy, the Navy commit for your squad. Um, what has he been right. able to do this season and really lead your team so far in these early games? Uh, Brandon's just a really hard worker. He's a leader on and off the field. He does everything right works hard he's you know and he's been blessed with some size and some speed which uh makes him really formidable now coach monty may Horter joining us here on the high school coaches show um you guys uh, last week 41 27 winners over angola at home in conference play uh, you're off to a strong start one and oh your first conference uh, game of the season yeah. actually make that two and oh as you beat east side on the road 38 to 19 a couple of weeks ago um Offensively, it seems like your team is getting better and better each and every week, just looking at, at, at how you guys have performed win-loss-wise. Um, right. Obviously, it's a growing process. What what has changed over the past few weeks? I think we've been able to incorporate a few more uh, kids and a few more wrinkles each week. Uh, kids feel more comfortable with what we're trying to accomplish. Um, I actually took over the play calling this year, so this is something new for them. So it took us a little while to get adjusted to what we wanted to wanted to do and what we you know what we set our sights on as being known for as far as what plays we're going to run and things so um, i think we've incorporated four or five different kids into the offense which makes it really difficult to even you know concentrate on brandon and slow him down he only had 22 touches last week so you know a kid of that caliber usually trying to see 30 but it uh it, it worked out well for him he got three touchdowns and 170 yards so you mentioned uh, your change doing play calling this year on the offensive side. As a head coach, is it an advantage, disadvantage, being on the field or being up in the box when you're you're trying to do the play calling duties and coach your team in that position? I think in high school you have to be down on the field for both of them. I think you just you know it's easier to just get a feel for what the game is and you know talking to the kids. Um, we got a really good group of senior leaders and uh, they're in positions where they can come off and tell us what things are going on and what's happening and what they think will work. And um, That was a big part of it. Um, I just felt like some of these kids needed to have some say in what was going on and be able to uh, make some plays on their own without me telling them what's going on. So 
they've done a good, good job so far. We mentioned uh, your quarterback, Brandon Pruitt. Who are some of the other key guys for your team offensively and defensively that fans uh, will get to know throughout the season being key contributors? Brandon, Brandon's actually our running back. Our quarterback is more of a distributor. You know, you're not going to hear his name a whole lot, but that's Kyle Mayorder. Um, and when he has to, he throws the ball really well. I think he's completing 60% of his passes, and he's thrown for four touchdowns. But for the most part, he's just running the offense and getting it to the right people. And we've got Brandon and Josh, Brandon Pruitt and Josh Gross, which were both kids were all-state football players last year. Um, and then throw into that um, Raven and Rocky Sloan, their cousins. Um, there's just a lot of people who can do something with the ball after we can get it to them. So. Hey, Coach, just wanted to go back to last week here before we moved here to Fairfield and preview this game coming up this Friday. Sure. So kind of walk us through the game against uh, Angola last week. I know that was a tough matchup, a team coming in that really needed a victory, and you still got it right. done. So kind of walk us through the game against Angola last Friday. Yeah, we knew that they were going to show up ready to play, and they were pretty sure that the, you know that uh, they'd started a part of the schedule that they'd be able to, to have some success, and they did. They were their good football team really well coached and they've got a lot of really great athletes they have a kid that's going to purdue so um we kind of we're expecting to get a really good game and i mean it's 28 28 at the end of the third quarter so mm-hmm. uh, we were able to just do a couple things in the fourth quarter and they made a couple mistakes and that was the difference in the ball game so um it could have went either way at that point at the end of the third quarter but our kids stepped up and i felt like they really took control in the fourth quarter now, coming up this Friday night, as we mentioned, you're playing at Fairfield on the road. Again, much different team uh, last year to this year. They're off to a solid start at 3-1. and one. What are going to be the keys uh, for your ball club this Friday night? Keys are always the same. You've got to be able to not have turnovers, and you've got to be able to you know, control some of the ball and some of the tempo, and, and you got to shut down their running game. Uh, they don't throw the ball a whole lot. They run out of the wishbone. So it's going to be a new look for us. We last three weeks we've seen straight spread teams that threw the ball around, and now we're going to be all in uh, packed in one little space, and they're going to be running the ball, and three or four different people are going to look like they have it. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how we make that adjustment. Coach Monty Mayhorter of the West Noble Chargers joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. Coach, uh, good luck this Friday night on the road, and uh, hopefully you can come away with a victory. Yeah, thank you very much. Again, that's Coach Monty Mayhorter of West Noble. They're 4-0 and on the season. Thanks to our earlier guest, Justin Kinney of OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. Brett Fox, head coach at Columbia City. And Tim Manigal, the head coach at Concordia, for joining us. Don't forget this Friday night, it's a doubleheader, a double dip of high school football for you here on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. Class 6A number 5 Snyder plays at Class 6A number 8 Homestead as they're both both 4-0 in the Sedation Dentistry Game of the Week on ESPN 1380 and 100.9 FM. And then on the stream, Carroll at Class 6A or Class 5A number 6 Bishop Dwinger. On the stream of the ESPN app, again, ESPNFortWayne.com, Carroll at Dwinger. And don't forget to join the guys at the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show. That'll be at the Coventry Pizza Hut after the game with the Knob Brick scoreboard as they run through all the scores uh, on the games on Friday night. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.